Church, allow me to sing this song. And when I go into the word, you will understand why. Oh Lord, to die I want okay the ancient mountains you are the only one that I will give all my praise to no other is deserving of my praise and this is the true nature of God that we will discuss this morning I start from where we took off on from where we stopped on Wednesday where the man of God led us in warfare and taught us about the spoils of battle Church, whether you like it or not, Nigeria is in a battle. Nigeria is in a battle. And some will win, some will lose. It depends on which side you want to be on. Now the word of God has come to you that you can be on the part of those who will get the spoils of war. Somebody shout a big hallelujah. Let me start this morning from the very beginning. And I'm going to read to your hearing Genesis 1, verse 1. Genesis 1, verse 1. From the very beginning. Multimedia, please help us. Genesis 1. Please read with me. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Thank you, Grace Cora. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Guess what? 
This was our first introduction to God. Until Genesis 1 verse 1, we didn't know who God was. And the first attribute that the Bible tells us about God was not love, was not miracles, was not prosperity. It was God's ability to create. That's the first introduction we have of God. So it means that if you are a child of God and you truly carry the DNA of God, you must have the ability to create. Nigeria is bad. But the Bible tells me while there's a casting down for some, there will be a lifting up for us. Now the word of God has come 2024. It says all those who are positioned will win no matter what. One of the ways that you can win in 2024 is your ability to create. One of the ways you can win 2024 is your ability to produce. So while some people are complaining about what is happening in Nigeria. If you want to win, you need to engage the ability to create. Are you with me, church, this morning? Are you with me? Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this word. I pray that as you have laid it on my heart, I will give it back to the people in the name of Jesus. Father, come and use me as a vessel that I will speak life into your children. And at the end of this service, as usual, we have every reason to glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Please be seated. Let me read it. And I'm going to read from verses 1, help me, to verses 5. So that we can have an understanding of what we're going to do this morning. The Bible says, Genesis 1, verses 1, I'm reading from verse 1, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, if the multimedia can help me. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Is there darkness in Nigeria right now? Does it look as if something is void? Does it look as if something does not have form? Does the Naira have form now? I was reading somewhere, those who are in constructions on Kutuns will tell us, somebody was telling me that iron rod in the morning sold for a certain amount. By evening, the price had doubled. How does this man price? Cement. Cement. I understand contractors are returning business to the people who gave them and said, sorry, I can't do it anymore. You that are looking for a contract. It's something to get the contract. It's another thing to complete the contract. It says the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. But guess what? And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. If 
I were to write that English, I'd have said, but, go back to verse 2, I'd have said, but, because when you say but, but negates what was preceding. It says, give me verse 2 again, just verse said, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and for the sake of this, let's say, but the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verse 3, give me verse 3. And then what happened? Then God said, let there be light. And there was. It means out of this darkness. It means out of this void. It means out of whatever is going on. If you speak the word of God and said, let there be light, light will show up. says, God said, let there be light. Go back to verse 3. Let me, verse 2, let me show you something. It says, first, give me verse 2 back. It says, without form, that means there was no shape. There were no boundaries. There was no def definition of what was earth. And it says, it was void, which means it was empty. It was hollow. Nothing. Nothing. And said it was dark. But guess who God was? God is, an, is a God of order. He's a God of purpose. He's an intentional and deliberate God. He knew that to rearrange what was going wrong, he needed light. So the first thing he called for was light. You know, once light came in, you know what happened? It, he was able to see the boundaries of what was going on. He was able to measure the depth of the emptiness and then he was able to convert the darkness into light. I want to pray that any form, anything you are operating that does not have form, that is void, that is darkness, light will come into it in the name of Jesus. Go back to verse 3 or you can give me verse 4. Let's skip to verse 4. We've read verse 3. And God saw that there was light and it was good and God divided the light from the darkness. Verse 5. Let's end with it. So God called the light day and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. I went back to look for the definition of create. Even though it looks simple. The dictionary tells me that it means to bring something into existence. If you want to clap, clap. It means bringing something into existence. So if you want to win in 2024, you must be bringing something into existence. Praise the Lord. Nice to see you, Sister Dupe. I just asked the church administrator to go and look for you this morning because I hadn't seen you in church in two weeks. Nice to have you back. When we do first timers, please stand up. Praise the Lord. I'm Brother Bauer too, Minister Bauer. Nice to have you back. Amen. Create something out of Child of God, what are you creating? Child of God, what have you created? 
are busy complaining about the state of the nation and you are not creating anything. You are not producing anything. You are just a number. If you didn't come to church, what would we miss? If you didn't go to work, what would be different? If you are not in Nigeria, what would change? You are just happy living your day one day at, you know, to the next. I got a family. I got a car. I got a house. I'm doing well. Is that all what life is about? Let's tell ourselves the truth. This is the house of God. The pillar of truth. Let's tell ourselves the truth. No wonder in Psalm 51 verse 10, the Bible says, it was David that said, he said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says to me, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In, in Ephesians 2 verse 10, he says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Multimedia, please help me. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. So which means Christ God himself created you. And he created you for a purpose. So that you can reflect who he is. When we say we are made in the image and the likeness of God, it doesn't mean the physical likeness alone. It means that we have the attribute and we carry the DNA of God. And the first DNA of God that we are introduced to in Genesis 1 verse 1 is God's ability to create. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Jesus Christ for good work, for good works, I beg your pardon, which God prepared beforehand that we should do what? Walk in them. If you are not walking in the ability to create, then you are, you are not representing God. If I am not doing it, then I am not representing God. Guess what? God honors his own word. And unfortunately, unfortunately, it is not limited to Christians alone. The reason why there are some countries that are prospering, are prospering, I beg your pardon, and they do not know Christ is because they have the ability to create. We live here and we go to Dubai. We go so much that they banned us from going there. Why? When we should have gone there to go and learn, we are using it for wedding destination. We are having parties there. South Korea is producing. They've taken over from Europe. China 
is producing. How many churches are in China? But God will honor his word. He saw in them the ability to create. And he says, you know what? Even though you are not professing Christ, I am bound by my word. And therefore, you will advance because you are creating. I'm sorry. Thank you. Devil is a liar. Devil is a liar. Man of God, devil is a liar. I was just sharing with you. Uh, last, yesterday evening, a friend of ours turned 65 a judge, and my wife and I attended, and they had to stretcher me out of the event. My back locked. Excruciating pain. And when I was being attended to medically, my wife was telling them that whatever you need to do, make sure he's ready tomorrow because he will, he's been telling me that he has a sermon he wants to preach. And I know him. If you have to take him on a stretcher on a wheelchair, he will still preach that sermon. So they helped me. That's not the end of it. So they... They asked me, one of the things was I should put a hot water bottle on my back to help it. So this morning as I was driving, I put the hot water bottle, I put it behind, and it burst. So the hot water spilled on me. I had my foot on the accelerator of the LX570, and I ran into my neighbor's car. I damaged the car, both my neighbor's car and my car. But I said to him, I said, neighbor, don't be annoyed. I have one assignment I need to do. When I come back, we'll talk about it. When we get back home, we'll talk about it. I, I'm not saying it to praise myself. Look, it's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. It's absolutely nothing. So what? If I don't even have the car, What? It just shows the depth of what God requires from us. I got into another car. I said, give me a key of another car. And I got into the car. The devil is a liar. We will preach. We will preach, sir. We will preach. Whether we are bound or we are based, we will preach. Hallelujah. You know what came to me, sir, this morning? That, you know, this word that we take for granted, it cost Christ his life. And then I want to quibble about an LX570. What, what is even that? I can't drive it in heaven. If I keep the car for another few years, it becomes old model. In fact, it's even old model. So why do I want to kill myself over it? This is a word of inspiration for someone. It doesn't matter. It says, Genesis 9 verse 7, it says, and as for you, what were the commandments? And I think, I remember pastor preached many years ago something about this. 
He gave us the five things. And I think we even had a series, if I remember on it. He says, you be what? One, fruitful. Second, fourth, third, and fifth, a fourth, multiply. How do you want the Naira to be better when you're not producing anything? How do you want the Naira to be better when we are using palm olive instead of Oshadudu? How do you want the Naira to be better when we are busy eating Chinese rice instead of Ofada? when we are wearing foreign clothes instead of Adire? Our ability to be fruitful, our ability to, be, to multiply, our ability to bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply is what is important. So, I don't have a lot of time. Let me give you some principles. I'll go as far as I can on how to create. I'll give you. Number one. First principle. Be curious. C-U-R-I-O-U-S. Help me. First Samuel 17 verse 26. First Samuel verse 18. No, I think it's 26. Is that, 20, is that right? 26, 26. Give me First Samuel 17, 26. And David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, what shall be done to this man who kills this Philistine and takes away this reproach? Wherever you enter, you, your sense of curiosity must make you ask questions. How can this thing be better? Your sense of curiosity. Don't just go somewhere and you sit down like and look like Lukemon. Just sit down. I remember a long time ago, the PS of uh, uh, FM, and those of you who are long enough, took us on the power of observation. When we come in here as the pastors, you sit down there and you say to yourself, hmm, if PFP comes in, what is he going to see that is amiss on this stage? And sometimes you see he comes in, you call any of the boys and they say, move that vase just one inch because something is out of place. You must develop the spirit of curiosity. Don't just sit down there. Your ability to create is your curiosity to say, 
why is this thing working like this? Can I improve on the way this thing is? Thank you, Sister Sheung. One day I came up here and I said, we must make sure, help pastor to write his book. She sent me an outline of how we can work and I'm supposed to review it and send it to you. I didn't ask her. I didn't ask her. She picked it up. Number two. Same scripture. Where is, okay, let me get, let me go back. Let me go. Number two. Where is the gap? Where is the gap? Every problem creates a gap. As a matter of fact, even every success creates a gap. And the ability to prosper is your ability to fill the gap. Some people are not clapping because they don't know. Don't let, me, don't let me lie to you. Eh? Don't let me lie to you. Please, don't let the work of this man of God be in vain. Because every morning, people hear you listening to breakthrough prayers. And then you are not doing anything with the breakthrough prayers. You think God is going to come down, open your head, and go to put success inside? Or you think that where Pastor Femi is, he's the one that is going to put his hand on you, and you are going to be successful. Bible says that, show me your faith, and I we show, show me your faith and I will show you without your works and I will show you my own by my works. Because faith without works is zero. You can fast as much as you like. We stop fasting on the 2nd of February. You can still be fasting now. You say you are doing 100 days. In fact, do dry faith 100 days. If you have faith and you have no works, zero. You are just starving yourself. So where is the gap? In Isaiah 6 verse 8, he said, give me Isaiah 6 verse 8. Isaiah 6 verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Some of us will run away from the pastor because we don't want him to identify us to give us work. As I'm speaking, let me tell you something. I'm sure very soon, they are going to call for school of discipleship. Some of us will register. Some of us have been in this church for too long. And we are not progressing. We are progressing at our place of work. We want to progress with our finances. We want to progress with our family. But you are not progressing in the things of God. Because you are saying no. It's only God called Pastor Femi. Call, call Pastor Yomi. God called Pastor Kola. God called Pastor Collins. Even mommy, God called mommy to widows. Even though when she started it, she was not a widow. But me, I just want to be where I am. When you do that, you are not filling the gap. And you are leaving the gap empty. 
One of the things I love most about going to the UK, London in particular, they have the underground and it always fires my imagination. When you get off the underground, they say to you what? Mind the gap. Mind the gap. Because there's a small gap between the, 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 the train and the platform. As it, we have now arrived at Baker Street on the Bakerloo line. As you step out, please mind Everywhere I go, I ask myself, am I minding the gap? What gap is there for me to mind? I need to mind the gap. Number what? Number three. Same scripture that I quoted the other time. Exercise courage. In Nigeria of now, exercise courage. And I go back to 1 Samuel 17, verse 26. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? As of this time, David had never fought a battle in his life. Yes, he had wrestled the bear, he had wrestled the lion, but he had never been involved in a battle in his life. But he exercised courage. Two weeks ago, we were talking about perfect love, and we said perfect love cast out fear. Somebody said there's nothing to be afraid of there's nothing to fear except fear itself. What is the difference between you and the world when you are forever fearful? I know one die. I know one quench. Mama day for house. Papa day for house. The three Hebrew children said, guess what? Oh, Nebu, on this matter, we will not answer you. If we die, we die. If we perish, we perish. But on this matter, we will not answer you. There are too many of us Christians we are afraid of everything. We cannot even, we no longer stand on the word of God. We no longer abide by the word of God. When we are in situation, we no, we no longer remember the word of God. We allow fear to rule our lives. What's the difference between us and the world? Let's take it further. Kings, 2 Kings 4. I'd like to read from verses 2 to verse 7. If time permits me. Let me please allow me. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house? And she said, your maid servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Go on. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not register, just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons then pour it into all these vessels and set aside the full ones. 
And then the Bible tells us, gone, gone. And she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. And from five, now it came to pass when the vessels were full, then she said to her, son, bring me another vessel. And then he said to her, there's not another vessel, so the oil says. For you, in, for you this season, to go and create something, which is the title of my sermon, if you have to borrow, borrow. If you have to borrow ideas, borrow ideas. If you have to borrow wisdom, borrow wisdom. If you have to borrow knowledge, borrow knowledge. Even if you have to borrow money, not to consume, but to produce, borrow. Hallelujah. One more, one or two more scriptures. Number five. Yeah, that's the title of my sermon, Go Create Something. Number five, it says what? Number four, is that number four? Yeah, I can't even remember. Luke 8, 43 to 44. Now, Luke 8, 43 to 44. Now, a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, 44, came from behind and touched the border of his garment and immediately her flow of blood slowed. In another version, she said she went down. She crept. For you to create something, you have to go down low sometimes. What that means is that you've got to get out of your height. Get low. So that you can get what you are looking for. It also means thinking out of the box. But let me, I have so many, but for reason of time, let me bring this to a close. Let me just share two more with you. But Exodus 31 verses 3 to 5, it says, Exodus verses 3, 31 verses 5, it says, I have filled him with the spirit. Are you with me? I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. Go on to design artistic words, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, verse 5, in cutting jewels for setting in carving wood and to work in all manner of workmanship. For you to create something, go and get some skills. Go and get some skills. Finally, Hebrews, no, Mark, 35, Mark 14, 3 to 5. My last scripture. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came from having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask. For you to create something, you've got to break something. got to break something. This woman broke this box of alabaster, costly oil. Something that will cost you. In preparing for this, I read about Steve Jobs. Understand that for him to build his first Apple computer, he sold his combi bus. 
and got $1,500 from it. That's the first money that he used to be the Apple computer. Can you imagine before he died how many combi buses he could have bought? There's something you are holding on to that God wants you to break so that you can go and create something. Help me this morning preach to two, three people. Say, go create something. Look for another person. Say, go create something. I end this this morning by reading Hebrews 11 verse 3 and I leave from the Amplified Version. And that's my last scripture. It says, Amplified Version. Hebrews 11, 3. If I'm there, let me read. It says, by faith, that which is, by faith, that is with an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and the goodness of God. We understand that the worlds, universe, the ages, were framed, fashioned, and put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God so that what is seen was made out of those things which... So that what is seen was not made, I beg your pardon, out of those things which are not visible. Child of God, your ability to prosper in 2024 is directly proportional to your ability to create something. Father, I thank you for the grace and the ability to give you this word, to give, bring this word to your children. I give it as you have given to me. But Lord, Lord, even in whatever imperfection, Father, let it illuminate in the hearts of your children. Let it germinate. Let it bring forth fruit to a hundredfold in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, cause this word not to stand against us on judgment day. Even me that I delivered the word. Father, give me the ability. Give me the spirit. Give me the grace to be able to create in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we are paid. Amen.